You're listening to Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast, exploring the depth and complexity of our inner landscapes, one fathom at a time. Hey everyone, it's Creek. I hope everyone is doing well, uh, staying healthy, getting outside, getting that fresh air, but staying appropriately distanced. Um, I know we're all probably really tired of hearing everyone's take on COVID, but we thought it would be um, kind of remiss if we didn't uh, at least address what's going on right now. So we just decided to press record and see what happened. So here's our take on COVID as it relates to the Enneagram. I have a topic of conversation I think we need to talk about as it relates okay. to the Enneagram. Uh, as we record this episode, we are really in the first week of our country. You know, when we're recording from the United States of America, really taking this COVID-19 uh, pandemic seriously. So I'm curious what you guys think uh, the Enneagram has to say about us in this time. Because what I'm noticing is that I went from having an overwhelmingly full schedule, you know, with, with my work, uh, podcast, um, preparing for a book launch. Uh, I've got five kids and they're all in all sorts of activities, you know, things at church, et cetera, et cetera. I could go on and on. And all of that went away in the span of a few days. I still have my kids. They didn't go away, thank you. <laughs> but their activities did. <laughs> their activities did. And uh, this is a shock to our systems, right? In so many ways. Yeah. And so I'm curious as to how you two are reflecting upon this and experiencing this as it relates to your understanding of the Enneagram. Yeah. I... It's been, it was, it's been kind of crazy, like watching every, how everyone reacts. And I do wonder on, on some level, this sort of collective anxiety that we've been holding in for so long. Yeah. Um, we finally found a villain that is appropriate to put all of our anxiety on. Ooh. Um, and so we, we freak out. We go buy all the toilet paper. Um, yeah, we got to talk about that. that. <laughs> some some level there's like this we don't want to deal with our crap um uh that's yeah. the best explanation i've heard <laughs> to be honest yeah. about the toilet paper holding well and hoarding. to tie yeah. yes to yeah. tie into that the uh well seth sent me a, a meme the other day of like your grandparents went to war you can sit on the couch for a couple weeks <laughs> like you got this and it's yeah it's funny but it's also like Oh, dang, that's really true. Um, in the in the aspect of we would much rather go and do something dangerous, do something dangerous yeah. instead of sit and be alone with our thoughts and, and to stop and to rest because that's when all the crap comes up. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, is it is it Pascal that said all of men's issues stem from their inability to sit quietly alone in a room? Oh, yeah, <laughs> a yeah. timely quote. <laughs> that is a for right is, now. Oof. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I. One thing I think of is, um, you know, it's I, I've heard so many times from Russ Hudson and and uh, the the Enneagram Institute. One of their ways of teaching is is they they say the nine 
in me rather than nines do this. You know, they're, yeah. they're really specific about the nine in me. And, I, you know, everybody's fearful. Everybody gets fearful. Everybody experiences sadness and anger. Um, and so potentially, you know, this is like the the part of my human capacity that gets afraid and how I specifically am uh, afraid, you know, how that shows up enneagrammatically. But, you know, fear has a, I think fear has a way of convincing us that the most important thing is uh, survival. Um which is a funny thing because fear really clouds our ability to see things correctly. You know, sixes know that it really amplifies something and kind of clouds your ability to see correctly. Um, this is where, this is really where the difference between anxiety and fear are important to be parsed out. Um, but I, I would wonder if, like Creek, you were saying, there is a collective anxiety that has been that has been um, across the board since we've become so instant with technology because we are more mm. lonely than we've ever been even though we're sleeping right next to our spouse or we're right we're with our friends but we're more lonely than we've ever been because we're actually not with ourselves so there's i wonder if there's mm. this collective anxiety that creek like you said it's been awoken by something that's actually something you should be afraid of but we're we're taking it to another level because we don't have any ability to be conscious on our own thus collectively you know yeah and on the same lines i mean i know a couple different people that i listen to talk about this of uh when a public figure or a movie star or something dies um there's so much grieving even though you've 98 percent of all the humans that are grieving have never had a actual relationship with this person. But it's it's a way for us to grieve for all the ways that we have lost something. Yeah. But we're but we're able to do it in an, in a still rather detached way. We're right. not actually naming the things that we're grieving. We're just it's it's like a um it's a substitute. Um and I'm sure it helps on some level, but it's it's really just um it's really like covering the pot when the food is burning hmm yeah and it in this thing obviously it's it's awful it's tragic it's scary in so many places you know it's dangerous um and at the same time, you know, I, most of the people I know, at least in, in my circles where I live right now, it's just mostly inconvenient, right? Mm, like right. It, it, it's, uh, maybe the, the stereotypical first world problems where we can't go to our favorite restaurant or, you know, things are canceled that we enjoy doing. Mm. Um, and so it it does seem like everywhere I go, all these barriers are in front of me that are not major things. You know, they're not grave issues, but they are barriers nonetheless. And those mm-hmm. things create stress. And so I, I do think, yeah, like, like we're talking about, there is this collective experience that is very strange, at least to m- much of the world, in which we're experiencing all this stress, but it's not because we're, we're too busy. You know, we're stressed because of this thing that's out there that we can't really control or we feel like we can't control it very well. Mm. 
And there's nothing that we can really do about it other than to sit in a room by ourselves and be alone, you know, and yeah. wash our hands really well, <laughs> maybe for the first time in our lives. <laughs> well, and that's also like such a great analogy, um, even in in our own ego work and, and learning to become um, less attached to it is there's there's really not much you can do because that's just going to further entrench the ego you really just you have to sit there yeah you have to just observe what's happening and and let it run its course um in order for you to um loosen that attachment to it yeah um and i actually had a, a couple people call me when it was starting to arrive in the u.s um and uh just like how do i how do I both feel my fear and not be paralyzed by it? Um, I don't know, Abram, you've said this, you've said this before, um, but like the difference between um, anxiety and fear um, and just yeah, practically speaking, um, no, it's, it's great that you're planning. It's great that you're, uh, um, it's great it's great that you're planning and it's great that you're trying to prepare for different things um but what's happening right now what's happening right now is you're you're standing outside on the grass you Mm. feel the warmth of the sun on your face you're completely healthy there's oxygen in your lungs like this is what is happening right now and so when you when you feel yourself um, starting to scramble, starting to scatter in that anxious fear, coming back to that present moment, coming back to the ground. It's like, no, right now, right here is all, Yeah, I, it's, it's all, it's, it's right here. Everything's here. Yeah. I, I, as I've heard Hudson say many times, your Enneagram type is what shows up when you don't. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's the exact thing that takes us away from being in the present moment. Um, you know, if we think of the one side of the any any type is the ego, the ego type. You know, it's it's what is trying to take care of that sort of that perceived lack and deficiency. It's filling in that space, that empty space that we're afraid of. Why? It's why we, you know, where when I think when we were when we were children, in the present moment is when we were hurt. So we can't stay present because the present present is where we learned that's where pain is. You know, does that make <laughs> yeah, sense? Yeah. No, so, right. yeah. So I think, um, like you were saying, Creek, there really is a difference between fear and anxiety. Fear isn't good or bad, but it, it's information that's telling us something super important about what we're experiencing. Um, you know, f- the the benefit of fear is that it helps us plan and prepare and and have preparation. That's a good thing, right? But the impairment or the distortion of fear is anxiety. And so I think the biggest difference to distinguish between those two is that fear is about what's happening right now in front of you, what's actually truly happening. Anxiety about is about worst case, or sorry, is about possible future events that could happen. One of them is about taking you away from the present moment. And this is, that's what that whole quote from being in the, being by ourselves alone, you know, is about. So as opposed to something to endure, Right. For maybe right. weeks, if not months, right, right, yeah, yeah, and it's and it's not even to um, 
not even to demonize anxiety because anxiety is still right. telling you something. Sure. It's still informing you on some level of how your body's responding. It's it's when we get attached to that when it starts taking us away right um without our knowing away from the present moment yeah exactly yeah yeah huh. yeah it creates a subjective world that's got to be defended yeah here's what i'm trying to do in this unexpected kind of season uh, which uh in which i imagine a lot of the days will feel long and different differently than they have in the past and uh, the future being unknown and it does seem like there are barriers, you know, kind of everywhere from what we are prevented from doing. Uh, I think one of the things that the Enneagram has been most helpful in my own life, in my own work is looking at things, not so much as barriers, but as invitations. And so what are these barriers actually inviting me to that I otherwise maybe wouldn't engage or consider you know Mm -hmm. and for me at least you know for me in the the type of life i'm used to living uh this is an invitation to slow down Hmm. and uh and maybe be a little bit more reflective and slow in the things that i do and make my world slow don't you a little no i hate it (laughs) i hate it as a dominant type three you know I, I admit I don't like it, but um, there's also something refreshing about this right mm. now. Um, it's a forced rhythm. Yeah, it is a forced rhythm and probably one that I need. And I would never wish this pandemic, you know, to occur. <laughs> so I'm not, not yeah. you know, I, I, I'm not diminishing the impact that it's having. But I do wonder if if um, the situations that we now find ourselves in, uh, if there are some invitations there that we need to mm-hmm. pay attention to. Yeah. I forget who said it, (laughs) but uh, there's this quote that says, fear is a natural reaction to moving closer to the truth. How does that resonate with you guys? Yeah. Say it one more time. Uh, Fear is a natural reaction to moving closer to the truth. It's kind of like the idea that we want to give it a voice, but we don't want to give it control. Yeah. So like we're experiencing fear, whether it's it's, uh, fear of loss of of human life or loss of uh monetary gains or loss of um control or loss of health my retirement lots account of different things. yeah yeah like it's yeah there's a fear there's a fear there and the, and the tr- what yeah so abram like can you can you unpack that like so there's fear around those subjects what is the truth in that um you know i think fear one of fear's greatest jobs is to keep us smaller than we actually are, or at least keep us away from seeing things as they are. Um, uh, you know, I, I think of William James, the guy that like discovered or came up with psychology, right? Who said that we have a brief time on earth to bear, to learn how to bear the beams of love. Um, mm. and, and to me, that's about like allowing love to, slowly peel away the things that I've identified with that I think I need, you know, those are, those are all about ego. And I think it's times like these that sort of naturally peel away the separateness that we think we need to be safe. Um, but these are the, these are the moments where we're like, oh my gosh, we're, 
we're way more connected than we we thought we were and this is who we actually are this is more closer to what what we actually are thanks for listening to this episode of fathoms an enneagram podcast if you found this episode helpful in any way consider sharing it with a friend or family member we are so honored to be on this journey with you discovering our inner depths one fathom at a time Truthwork Media Studios.